Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Green Room Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni. Joining me once again for this late night podcast, Saturday night, 1154, mm. almost Sunday morning, yep. um, is Colin Mitchell. Colin, how, how are you? I, I'm great. I'm doing well. Fantastic. Good. <laughs> that was a lot of synonyms there, Colin. Yeah. <laughs> compensating? No, actually, actually, I'm not. I'm not compensating. I think, well, obviously, we'll we'll jump into this in a bit, but but I think I was tired of having the wishy washy win some games, lose some games, close. Don't really know what's happening. Yep. Now, now I see. Now there's the there's light. Yep. Or dark, depending on who yep. you are. But I got yeah. my Capri Sun right here. Yeah, I got I got my Pepsi bottle filled with water for the sugar. It is late. I <laughs> uh, just came back from the LSU game, and for the sugar, it is late. It was nice. It was nice. Three topped up on Capri Suns like an eight year old. That's crazy. All right, all right. No, I had the I had a Red Bull earlier. Mm, had to get okay. through the LSU game, yeah. you know, and then I knew after that. So because I it was a long day. You had North Texas at two, then I had LSU at five, and so on and so forth. So, um, long day, but. Not as long. It wasn't as long of a day for us as it was for some people out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everybody who watched the North Texas game, and like like I've said before, this is not a recap podcast. If you don't know what happened, go watch the game yourself, or go watch the highlights, or don't watch it. I mean, I wouldn't or, watch or it. just go look at the final score and say like, okay, I get the picture, and you yeah, can walk it, away and, and yeah, live the rest of your life happy. Yeah. You don't have to live through this. Mm-hmm. Live through what we're living through right now in this moment, on tw- in twenty twenty two. Okay, <laughs> just. Just don't do it. So, Colin, um, I, I'll even say you were more in tune with the game than I was because I had to drive to the LSU game during the third quarter. Yeah, I think you. Yeah, I, don't, I think you got like half the f- third quarter or something. Yeah, and then I get there and I had to walk. You, you have to walk like half a mile to the game, and there's like a billion people there, and you're just like mm, mm. sweating, and you know how it goes. So, anyways, I was not as locked in the second half, but I saw enough of the second half, and honestly. Like I said, you don't need to watch this game to understand what's happening at this point. So, um, what I, I want you to go first. We don't have to do big picture, yeah, takeaways or anything. But as far as the game goes, the individual game, what disappointed you the most about See, this loss? Seeing, about a fifty, about a fifty-eight to what was the score, fifty-eight to twenty-seven loss to UNLV, who on the last podcast I said was bad. Yes. What disappointed you? You did say that. I have two things that mainly disappointed me. One in a game sense, and then two is in an overall Seth sense. Uh, so I'll do the game thing first. Yes, let's do game. Um, you know, earlier at the first half, uh, it was what was the exact score? Uh, 23 20. You know, UNLV had some issues. North Texas had some issues. Both yep. teams, you know, it was anyone's game, I thought. And I thought, okay, North Texas can come back, can come back and win this. The fact that UNLV came out and completely fixed any mistakes that they that they had and and rebounded from that first half and north texas just completely crumbled under the pressure it just showed you the the two ways that this game could have gone if north texas did what unlv did we have a game whereas unlv went into halftime and they said okay this is what we got to do and they did exactly what they needed to do now north texas obviously came out and they did the run, 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 run. And it like they gashed them. And I don't even I, I think that's where they got their only touchdown that because that was when they went for it on fourth down, I believe. So, you know, there was some promising things from North Texas at first. But then once UNLV figured it out, it was over. Second thing. And this kind of goes into what I was just saying. 
Seth's unwillingness to change the script. And this has been a theme since Graham Harrell, where you have the fourth and ones, the third and ones, whatever it is, it's always a run down the middle, no matter what. And the only time they converted the fourth down was whenever they had that little screen pass, I believe it was to Oscar Attaway. Yeah, it was a, it was a, yeah, out of Attaway flanked out. Yeah, it was, yeah, he flanked out. And then not only that, the only rushing, or there was no rushing touchdowns when they were on the one, I think twice. Mm-hmm. And the only uh, touchdown that was in the red zone was another flat out to Oscar Attaway, I believe it was. Uh, I could be remembering that wrong, but regardless, it was all passing. So the fact that over and over and over and over again, we see Seth stick to that when it's short yardage running is insane to me, especially when you get Ani going because he, it, you know, he had two touchdowns and two interceptions. Both those interceptions were late, late in the game, but he was dicing him up, you know, when he needed to, obviously we don't know how that would have gone if they made that a main focal point, yeah. but he was completing passes. I thought he looked fine. So why, why wasn't that something that they went with? Why did instead that they switch it to where they're going to do a QB draw with Ani late? Or why do they make it to where they're just going to run five times in a row and then give everyone pain when they turn it over on downs on their uh, UNLV's one yard line? So those those are my two things. Yeah, I'll start with the game thing for me as well. Um, I can't believe, well, I guess two things. The first thing is I couldn't believe they didn't stop Doug Brumfield, the UNLV quarterback, from running because mm-hmm. I watched the Cal game. And it doesn't didn't take a genius to figure out. Oh, this guy's athletic. Okay, maybe we should like not let him run as much. And he's he's a good thrower, but he's not nearly. You know, you don't want him to be elite in both aspects. And time after time after time, they let Brumfield just run all over them, run yeah. all over them. Tons of third down conversions. It was easy. And Phil Bennett, you want to give him your credit? Or you don't want to give him his credit? Um, I jokingly said on Twitter in the first half, I was like, is Phil Bennett going to let them score 30 in the first half? And there was five people saying, you know, well, the offense, uh, the offense wasn't very good. I was, I was not talking about the offense, was I? I was talking about this defense. And this defense in the second half, again, obviously one was a pick six, sure, but showed you time after time they can't stop the run and they can't stop a mobile quarterback. And Brumfield went 21 of 27 passing. Yeah, for two hundred eleven yards, two two touchdowns, no. And pick. he had some tight throws where I nece- wouldn't necessarily have wanted that quarterback to throw. Yeah, and so it's like they couldn't stop the run, seven point two yards per carry. Uh, they couldn't stop the pass, twenty one to twenty seven passing, and the defense is a mess. It's an absolute yeah. mess. And this yeah. is what we talked about. And I don't want to get. Actually, I don't care. But the the <laughs> thing is, when we talked about Katie Davis coming back, yeah, wh- what did we say? We're like. It's great he's coming back, but where does it trans like? Like this is not like the same thing as getting as when uh, Texas gets Quinn Ewers back, right? Like it's not that level of impact here. It's not. Um, give me give me another one. UTSA when with Cincy McCormick level, right? Like yeah. it's not these level of impact players. Katie Davis had eight tackles and. They can't stop anybody, and that's not on Katie Davis, obviously. But I'm just like, it's a system, it's a systematic issue here. And I could see it coming into the season, coming out of last season. Like, yes, there were improvements last season, but time after time, you can just see the writing on the wall that, like, yes, there's talent on the defense, but there, you're you can't you can't get stops when you need to. Um, 
And I, I just, I go ahead. You, you I, I was going to say to go on top of that. It's not even, we can even go down to just a tackling issue time and time after again, I saw tons of times where you got guys just flying, just literally just diving at nothing while a UNLV player just kind of runs and turns, yep. you know, a little flat route into 10 yards. Yeah. I mean, it's so defensively was my big thing. I, um, neither side of the ball was, was great. Yeah. Um, but I just was, I couldn't believe they let Brunfield get away the way that they did. Um, I think that covers most of the game stuff. I don't think there's really anything else from the game that we uh, need to get I, I mean, go ahead. If For anyone that's not or didn't watch, I guess, if, you know, bless you. Um, but um, I just to go back to Ani, I don't think he played bad. I think that he did what he needed to do. Obviously, he is what he is. We saw a lot of underthrown yeah. passes. We saw some low passes. But whenever he needed to make a pass, he made the pass for the most part. Uh, so I don't think this this is like his last year. We'd always go back to the quarterback or we'd go back to no receivers. Well, they had everybody. They had Jaya Shorter. They had Roderick Burns. They had Varkis Gums. They had Jake Roberts. And then you have Ani and then you have the four running backs. There is no reason. I mean, there's just there's no reason. So where does it come back to? At this point, you go back to the play calling because you have the talent now. The talent's there. And you know Everyone has been here long enough to where you know what everyone is. So, no, you're you're 100 right. You you when before we do these podcasts, obviously, like I said before, we're we're not 24 seven North Texas, right? The way we yeah, man, no pun intended. Jesus Christ, Mean Green 24 seven 24 seven North Texas. Anyways, uh, we're not in it like we used to be. So you know you gotta think yeah. think ahead a little bit more, right? And that's the one thing that I always come back to is last year, Seth talked about it. He talked about it with us on the podcast. He was like, last year was such an injury to play this year where Attaway's out, Bush is out, Shorter's out, and you just didn't have anything. You didn't have the tight ends, really. Yep. You know, Roberts wasn't established. All this stuff. This year, you have all that. And yet, you still, against SMU, look inept. You still can't match UNLV scoring. And you still go back to the same plays on those crucial situations time after time, even though you have weapons now, like this isn't the same situation as last year. And we have to remember he was doing this with Mason fine too. Like yeah. he wasn't even let, letting Mason throw the ball when they had him. Yeah. When Graham so, left basically. Yeah. And so it's like, it's turned into this Brutus mentality to where it's like, we're going to get one yard. And it's, this is the way it's always been with him with. Yeah. This is the fullback in him. And I watched the post-game presser. I watched Brett Vito sit there for five minutes and ask him questions. Like, like as I was eating dinner like 10 minutes ago. And he's like, you got to have the mentality that you can get that one yard 100% of the time. That's what he said. And he said that before. But for me, this is year seven. And Colin, if I say I'm going to jump from the Empire State Building and I have 100% confidence that I'm going to survive... Does that mean I should do it? No. That is a great It doesn't. It doesn't mean that you should do it. It means that somebody there should be like, you know what? No, let's not do that. Or that that's what a coaching staff is for. That's where you get ideas from. That's why Graham Harrell was so good. That's why you want you want Blush to be there, like, you know what? Let's let's do this. Let's do this. But Blush is also was also an offensive line coach. So he's probably has the same mentality. Yeah. So at some point, are you are you surrounding yourself with people? that challenge you or you surround yourself with people that think like you. And that's always 
the scary thing with coaching. And that's why Latrell, as much as we have, we've given him praise in the past about um, his ability as a coach, as an offensive coordinator. Cause I think he, he, there are times where he's a really, really good offensive mind, but you have to be challenged. And I just don't think that he is getting challenged enough at, at times because there's no reason to keep doing this. If you think you can do it hundred percent of the time and you're doing it 25% of the time, something's off. You're not even doing that 75% of the time. So, um, yeah, it's, it is not good. Um, but that, that was the one thing coming into this podcast that I was like, and I'm glad you hit on it early is like, they have the weapons now. Yeah. What's the next excuse? What's yeah. the next excuse for not being able to keep pace with SMU to keep pace with UNLV? Like sure. You put up 31 on UTEP and we don't even talk about UTEP who just got blown up by New Mexico. UTEP is looking like one of the worst 10 teams in the country again. And North Texas is not far behind them. But so that win don't even count to me anymore. But that that's that's a big thing for me is offensively, there's been no evolution. Right. And we're in year seven of Seth the Trope. Yeah. And to go back to the running thing, it, it'd be different if this was a situation where throughout the game you've been mixing up your offense. But how many plays I wish I could see how many plays they ran total. I mean, I don't know, but they ran the ball 39 times and passed the ball 29 times. So, oh, yeah, there you go. I guess I can just read that. Yeah. So, I mean, there were so many times where you, they do the hurry up. And the only reason why they're gashing them is because they're not letting the, the, the defense, you know, is having trouble. But the second they set and you do that fourth run, that fifth run, you get stopped. And then to go back to it, the same exact play when you had just gotten stopped because I know it's coming. And to do it again is just, it blows my mind. It blows my mind. I, I want to I want to make sure before we continue because there's a lot more we can get to in the next however many minutes. Seth and Seth Luttrell has been a really is a really really good guy. I think he's a good coach, and I just want to say all this is nothing personal, but <laughs> I think anybody who has listened to us over the years, and anybody who maybe just listens to us now. I want everybody to understand that going forward, this, there's no malice in this. Oh yeah, of course I don't not. Think. Like that that that's the thing for me is that I know we, we our reach is growing a little bit more, even though you know. I, shout out the YouTube followers and subscribers Honestly, out there. YouTube, YouTube shout out to all y'all. But so yeah, some people you might pull this and you know send it to a player or something like that. This is something we've been talking about for years. And I just want to make sure this is strictly based on the field here. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I love Seth personally. Like y'all don't know the conversation Seth and I have off air. We had him on the podcast. We have him on the podcast. He's super nice, awesome guy. Yeah. This is the thing. This has to stop at some point. That that I'm I'm gonna be straight up with you, Colin, because we do this podcast. Um, uh, Goldman Green has their podcast. Sonoy has a great podcast out. All these people that care about North Texas do these shows. And I think all of us should be united in that we've had enough of this. This is ridiculous to get to the point in year seven where you're getting blown out by UNLV. By UNLV. And yeah. also, for those who are wondering, I, I've referenced this before, the talent composite that 24-7 puts up every year. UNLV is 118th. Preseason, but yes. Preseason. I mean, based on the talent on the roster. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. I was referencing, on the last podcast, I referenced the rankings, like 
one, oh, two, okay, one okay, like okay. actual rankings. They I were more seventeen than that. You're referencing the recruit ranking. This one is the recruiting rank, like yeah. based on who they have on their roster. They're what did I say? One eighteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one eighteen. Okay. So, and getting to the amount of bowl games that he's gotten to, getting them to five hundred seasons and all this stuff, all that would be okay if they if this wasn't North Texas, if this was Rice. If this was Charlotte, if this was FIU, if you could go down, if this was UTEP, if this was Southern Miss, I could go down the damn list. If this was all of these schools that don't pay their coach $2 million mm. and isn't located in one of the hottest hotbeds of recruiting in the country and football in the country, then I could let it slide. I could come on this podcast and be like, you know, it happens. It is it's what cool. it is. It is what it is. This is unacceptable. Flat out unacceptable. And I yeah. cannot continue to put on a fa- facade, a charade, that this charade. is okay. That it's okay because they beat UTEP. That it's okay that they lost to SMU because SMU is just so much better. I can't. I just – UTSA competed with Texas today. Yeah. With Texas. Rice. Beat UL Lafayette, who last year went like 10 and 3 and won the Sun Belt or was in the Sun Belt Championship game. And I know it's not the same team. It doesn't matter. Rice did that. At yeah. some point, can you overachieve? And yeah. can you please elevate this program? And I just don't think he can. Yeah. And That's for cool. anyone that, that'd be going back to like, oh, well, they beat UTSA last year. I mean, I would just call it a fluke. It's, it, because, it, it is a fluke. Well, because, because. Because when has it when does it happen again? You oh, you lose every bowl game, you get blown out in every bowl game except for Army. You you lose every championship game. I guess it's been one, and then every important game that you have to win, UAB a couple of years ago. It's similar circumstances where it's like you turn it over on uh, downs because of uh, you're running the ball, or you lose the La Tech game off of a blocked field goal, or you you lose all the important games. Yeah. At no point has there been an important game where you've walked away and you've gone, all right, this is good. We, you did it. Yeah. So I, I, I just, I can't, I can't continue to be passive in this because I honestly, and I can't see if I'm Ren Baker here, I'm not firing him during the season. Oh yeah. That makes no sense. Like it makes no sense. Like, it is what it is. Like this isn't Nebraska where you have seven and a half million, fifteen million really, to just hand the coach to walk away. Like there's no need to do that. Save your money, coach out the year. But we said before this the season, this has to be a seven win season. Yeah. And in my mind, UNLV was not even a thought of them losing this game. And now, if we go to the rest of the schedule. Memphis, FAU, La Tech, UTSA, Western Kentucky are the next five games. La Tech is the only one that they will not be more than a touchdown underdog in. If they go one yeah. four in those games, Colin, that drops them to three and six. And then you have to go three and zero oh against F- FIU, who's awful, UAB and Rice. And UAB and Rice are not going to be gimmies. UAB is probably going to beat them. But it's like, Again, I said seven wins. You have to reach that point. And I think I, I, Seth is a smart guy. He knows 
he has to win seven games this year. Like it, you have to. So I, I just can't get over the fact that we are in year seven and I just had to like embarrassing. It, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. To, I don't want to say it's embarrassing telling people that I went to North Texas because it's not, but it's embarrassing when I'm you're rooting, on, I'm for, you're rooting for the school. I'm 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 at the LSU game. I have on my computer North Texas and UNLV. Colin, <laughs> someone walks behind one of the another rider comes behind like, "How are your main green doing?" <laughs> and I look, I point to the scoreboard, and they're down twenty to UNLV. Yeah, and it's like, here, what? here, I have I have a question for you. Go ahead. What if I'm trying to get my camera to focus back? Yeah, I don't know what's happening. Okay. What if it was on the mic, Mike? Ah, uh, what if he somehow gets the seven wins? What if he beats Memphis? What if he beats UAB? What if he beats Rice? What if he somehow wins against UTSA? Is it a similar situation where you're like, oh, you rattle off some wins like last year? Would you keep him? So you'd have to win. You'd have to win FAU for sure. You'd have to win La Tech. So that's two. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Three, four. I mean, it'd be really hard. Oh, you got it to work. Yeah, it just changes from high definition to standard definition. Look at that. I know. Um, this is honestly better quality, too. I should probably do this. I feel like the high definition focuses on something and then blurs the background, you know? This one just mm. keeps together. Regardless, how about this? The problem isn't just that they're losing games. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I understand. I'm saying if we're looking at this from a – sorry, I should rephrase the question. Do you think there's a chance he stays – if he gets the seven wins, or is it all? Is it over? He would have to my seven, eyes. He has to go seven and five in a regular season. Six and six in a regular season in a bowl does not do it. Yeah, I know. I understand. No, but previously I had said six and six with a bowl win would be fine. But I don't even. I don't think. I don't. Th- I think it's over. In my eyes, I don't think there's a way you could, unless you somehow rattle. If you go undefeated, sure, I guess. But yeah. so many times, and this is why I was I, I was so happy at the beginning because. After you, if they were to have lost you by UNLV, like the score that I predicted, thirty to twenty-seven, we're coming on here, and I'm ambivalent of what's happening. I don't know if he should stay, if he should go, if they're gonna, you know, beat La Tech or whatever. Now I know, I am. It, it is confirmed. They lose forty-eight to ten. UTEP sucks. They give up twenty-seven points to Texas Southern. We weren't sure if that was gonna be a thing, and then UNLV puts up fifty-eight. Up to this point, I am now. I, it's it's a done deal in my mind. If I'm Ren Baker, it's a done deal. I agree. I mean, to me, it's it, like you said, barring an eight and four season somehow coming out of this, where Yay beats you, everybody besides. Yeah, if, if, if your only losses come to like UTSA and Memphis. Yeah, and you run the table the rest of the way. Okay, we can talk because then you're honestly they're probably in a conference championship game if that happens, but that's not going to happen. So let's let's stay in the realm of reality here. They go. <laughs> I think I think the 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 real range here of expectations four somewhere between four and seven, and seven's obviously the very very high mark. You'd probably say four to six range. Yeah, right. As being the most realistic range, four gone, five gone, six probably right. And it goes back to what I was saying earlier, right? Where I can't even have a North Texas game on my computer anymore. Without having, and I mean, I'm not actually embarrassed, but I right. without being asked like, 
oh, North Texas, who are they playing yeah. this week? Oh, UNLV, and they're losing by 30? The yeah. perception of the program. Yeah, that's what matters. you're getting at. The perception by everybody else matters because they built up they built up so much. Every sport has gotten an influx of money under Ren. Basketball is succeeding. Soccer has their new stadium. You know, whatever. But football. Softball too. So yeah, softball. I don't know enough, so I don't I wasn't sure. I know. But then you go back to football, which is basically, I mean, unfortunately, when you look at a school in Texas, if their football yes. program is bad, that sets the perception instantly. Yes. So because North Texas isn't Duke and isn't a basketball school, you got to be good at football too. And without that, you can only, you can only hold on so much, so long where, where you want to get to the AAC, where you want to do this, where you want to do that, where you want to be a championship athletic program. It's, it's not possible if football doesn't work. Uh, you're, you're, you're right. You're hundred yeah. percent right. And that's where you have to, it has to change. It has to change going to the, the American. And that's what we talked about going into this year. It was a prove it year. Well, you have proven it. You've done it. You've, yeah. you've proven it to us with a 31 point loss to UNLV, which I didn't think was humanly possible. <laughs> I didn't think it was possible. I, I watched UNLV versus Cal and I like, I did my homework. I watched UNLV Cal just so I didn't sound stupid on here. And last, and now I still sound stupid because last podcast I said UNLV wasn't good. You, you got spited. <laughs> yeah, I said UNLV wasn't good, and North Texas said, watch this. We're going to be even worse than them. Yeah. And they were. And so it's just that you can't. You can't. You can't. And, ag- I, and again, I want to make it abundantly clear. This, in my eyes, it didn't come back to the players. I think this North is the first Texas. year. This is the first year you can say that it doesn't come back to the players because we've seen what all of them are capable of. But it's it's like it's it's they're they're constantly they're like trying to beat their coaches in terms of, and obviously you know defensively I'm not able to really I mean I don't know defense like you study yeah, it I mean, a lot te- more but like te- but like offensively we already talked about the runs constant runs you have all these receivers Ani was able to cut up the field a bit. Why are you still running it in, you know, one, two, three, four, five times in a row? You know, all those types of things. And, you know, you're fighting yourself at that point and you're shooting yourself in the foot. And, you know, whenever they had the uh, the targeting call and didn't get the fumble and Seth was really mad. I mean, the momentum was already UNLV side. I mean, you can sit there and complain about that, but that wasn't the that didn't change the game. Yes. They were still going to roll out their next next possession and do their thing like they did the rest of the game. Yeah, no, I mean. A talent, the talent is it's it's on this team. They have enough talent to not get beat by thirty-one to UNLV, to not get by thirty-one to SMU, by anybody on this schedule. Nobody on this schedule should be beating North Texas by four possessions. Yeah, twenty-five or more points. That should never happen, ever, ever. I don't care if this is the worst day possible. It can't happen. The running back room is a bunch of legitimate recruits. The offensive line, I know they were without Daisy and Carroll. Um, sure. The offensive line, for the most part, you have Gabe Blair, Manasse Mose. You got some um, – uh, Jet Duncan was a three-star guy. Like, you have recruits there. You have recruited. And that's why it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how they the players play, per se, because in college football, the coaches have recruited the players. They've picked the players that they want to play for them. And now in the transfer portal, more than ever, 
Yeah. You pick who plays for you and who doesn't play for you. So yeah. you can filter your roster every single year if you wanted to. And this is the roster he has, and it's a pretty damn solid roster. Yeah. Like this isn't this is not a bad roster. This isn't the roster he inherited in 2015, 2016. This oh, is no. a much I mean, more you got ta- you have legitimate players. Yes, and I, I obviously you know you had like Jeffrey Wilson on that team and whatever some other guys, but like this is a team that has been built through the recruiting classes that we talked about in this podcast back when we were doing this thing at, with Mingering twenty four seven, and we would do the recruiting podcast where we're like they're the number one recruiting class in the conference today. They're the number two. They're number four. Those were legit. And you know why I know that? Because UTSA is starting to see the benefits themselves. And I get on the phone, I call my dad, and who watched UTSA and Texas play, and he's like, you can just tell. This is what he says. He says, you can tell Texas has infinitely more talent. Yeah. But damn it, UTSA is well coached, and they fly around. And that's it. That's all anybody wants. UTSA is not expecting to beat Texas, but they want to fight with them. And UTSA looks like the best team in conference USA again because of their coaching staff. Who is Gabriel Murphy's brother? Grace yeah. Murphy. Grace They're both Murphy. at UCLA. I'm, yeah, yeah. I was looking up because, you know, we talk about the talent and how we've we've constantly seen, and this is on both sides of the ball, where we don't see They're both oh they're starting they, where, where they don't where they don't gain their um potential. where we don't see the talent. Yeah, exactly. I think we saw potential. the Murphy's potential last year. No, Murphy's, yeah. And they're doing it, but they're doing it at another level is what I'm saying. Yes. So they go up. Upton Stout, within yes. conference, he had no picks his first two years. Yeah. He, was, he has yeah. two already for Western and a touchdown. Yeah, pick six. Yeah. So, I mean, it just it's just the same type of thing. Like you said, you pick the players. You have the talent. Like you can't, you can't go – like moving forward – we, we, we'll wrap this podcast up soon because we're kind of rambling at this point. Yeah, but it's just, it's just yeah, it's fun. Moving Sorry. forward, the talent of this roster will not greatly increase in the next two, three years. Like it, it won't. Like no. you can get a better quarterback. Like you can get some players like the Murphys, and that will change the game. But you're not going to take this step from being North Texas caliber of talent to Houston. You know, to well, that, and that's not to say that the talent they already have can't compete with those guys because they're getting. I mean, up until I think last year, and, yeah. and you could correct me if I'm wrong, they're getting, we're getting way better talent than everyone in the conference for the most yes. part. Yeah, I mean they they were so, and that's and that's and then I mean last year it felt like they were trying to go more of like get players to help them now, you know, so they didn't recruit as many freshmen because they wanted to avoid this situation. Yeah, and. Yet here we are still where it feels like there's enough talent on this roster to compete in Conference USA. Like, I listen to national podcasts, and I remember Nortex being brought up once, and it's like, oh, you know, they could be a legit sleeper on there. And I think that's just from a talent perspective because you think of a team that's in Dallas, and how are you not competing with teams in, I don't know, uh, in La Tech, in Ruston, right? Yeah. Or, or a team in um you know why am i blanking on the whole conference right now western western kentucky like you know just teams like this it's like what is happening so i I think we've 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 talked enough i'll let you you wrap up any final thoughts i was gonna say did you want to do another podcast later in the week for memphis or just quickly add it right now (laughs) 
I mean, what are we gonna say? Um, I mean, well, what do you what do you mean preview? What do you mean Memphis? What do you want to talk about? Well, I mean, normally we we like we did the preview for SMU, but I mean, we can do one. We'll we'll do one. We'll do one later in the week. Okay, just to give everyone a sneak preview, they they lost by less than North. Texas I've watched lost. Memphis. Yeah, they lost. They lost by less to Mississippi State than North Texas lost to UNLV. Yeah, they beat Navy and they beat Arkansas State. Well, I had to watch that Mississippi State Memphis game because LSU played Mississippi State today. So mm. I watched that. Yeah, there game. you go. Um, so it'll be a. Uh, it's going to be interesting. ESPN's power index has them eighty-seven uh, percent chance of winning. So that's cool. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, it's the 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 sad thing is. The sad thing is, is we've done podcasts like this before. And every time, like as far as like Latrell's job status, right? We've talked about right. his job status for the past four years on this podcast, basically. Um, and every year it's been met with, well, if this happens, then he could potentially do it. Last year he was one in six and John and I are on there like. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think everyone thought it was over then. Everybody thought it was over. 100% done. He reels off six straight wins and it's saved. If that happens this year, where he's two and seven, two and six, and they win four straight games to close out the year, I just don't think that works this year. I don't. If, I think if you, I mean, I even think if they win out now, there's a low chance. What do you because, mean? Because if I win because, out, Con, that'd be ten and two. Yeah. I mean, Con, if, it, if sorry, ten and two, the, fine. the wins the the wins would have to be convincing. I guess you'd have to beat UTSA in Memphis still. Ten okay. and two. If they say, go, okay. say they go eight and four, say they go eight and four. Sorry, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll revise that. Real yourself. If they go if they go eight and four, I still think there's a there's a conversation because the teams you're beating are not Memphis. It's not gonna. So you have your two losses to be to Memphis and UTSA. We already talked about how bad Conference USA is. Yeah, and then it's the same thing as last year where you're beating bad teams and you upset the one good team. Like, you upset UAB, right? Yeah, yeah. You upset, upset UAB. Um, FIU's bad. Rice is uh, eh. Western's okay. They pushed. They battled with Indiana a little bit. La Tech's not good. FAU's decent. So, again, it's like this isn't the caliber you, we hold ourselves to. Yeah. That's what, that's what Rim Baker should be saying at the end of the day. If I'm Rim Baker – we have to elevate what we hold ourselves to and getting beat by 31 by 30, however much they lost. Yeah. 31 to UNLV. You can't have it. You can't have it. So I just, it, it feels, and I, I hate saying it because we do it every single year where it, like, Oh, this is the year it happens, all this stuff. And we're here in year seven, it, but this time it genuinely feels like a funeral. If this, there's no way he gets out of the casket again. There's no way he does the Undertaker well, meme. Well, what, was, did, what was stopping the Undertaker it? Undertaker meme just like pops up. <laughs> yeah, what was stopping it before was the contract. Yes, I mean that, that that's a huge thing. It's a lot less now if you let him go at the end of the year. Not only that, you have the transition period. You're going to the the new conference. You're even doing if this. It doesn't cost that. less. Yeah, even if it doesn't cost less, you have to bite the bullet. If it is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but I'm just saying, there's all these. It's like lining up. It's it's the eclipse, so yeah. But uh, I guess uh, we'll talk about uh, Memphis later, and we'll really really love that preview. I might just let you do that by yourself. I'm not gonna do that by myself. <laughs> Go ahead.
Go ahead. You can close out the podcast. There you go. That's it. You know, follow the green room on Spotify, on Facebook. There's our Twitters. Uh, oh, I messed. How did I mess up the Twitters? But I didn't mess up that. That's crazy. I don't know. You did. The, you were doing so well. Yeah, but uh, what do you guys think? You know, <laughs> I'm you're I, the YouTuber, Colin. I mean, I, you I haven't posted on your golf YouTube. In I a had minute. COVID. That's not an excuse. You can golf by yourself. It's you know how hard it is to golf when you feel awful. It's called adversity, Colin. It's good to know you don't push through any adversity. Push through any adversity. Okay, just let it beat you. Just let it beat me. All right. Uh, we appreciate y'all for joining us. This went 36 minutes. Mm. And I don't even know what we said for half the time. But it was fun. I grabbed the mic and yelled. And this You one's did. Hopefully, you hopefully did. that one comes out clean on the audio side. I'll check that out. But we uh, thank y'all for joining us. Uh, follow us on YouTube. If you're listening not on the YouTube, go check out our I already did all this. YouTube. I already did all this. Yeah, but you didn't plug the YouTube, so you pointed everything, but not YouTube. So yeah, check out the YouTube Green Room They're already podcast. Watching it on YouTube, anyways. If you're watching on YouTube, we appreciate you. Leave us a like, please, and subscribe and send to a friend, and uh, clip it. So there you go. Is that yeah. what the clip is saying? Sure. Clip it. Clip it. Like, subscribe. Smash right, that like button. Sorry. Thank you. Thank you. We'll see y'all.